What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology series from the 80s and 90s. Getting the nod approval from my partner, John Bizarro Saro. What's happening? How's it going, Tommy? It's going well. Uh, a little late record today. It's a different day yeah, that we usually do, and it's a little bit later. Uh, but just yeah. as hot as always in here. Well, we got we had a, a guest who we'll introduce later, but yeah, so we wanted to make time. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, first of all, something I'd like to address. Okay. If you hadn't noticed, I don't have a mustache anymore. You don't have the mustache. I didn't even, re- I'm so sorry. Well, what happened was you sent me a text message about wanting to record an episode of the podcast without me. Oh, yeah. And my mustache fell out of my face. With shock? With shock. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought, I, I guess Bizarro Star was done. Oh, wait. Is, is there a new one? That's what I'm thinking. What? I might have to make a new one. So once I get a new nickname, a new moniker. Maybe we'll figure it out today. Yeah, but you're still going by Tommy Trash, right? Yeah, I'm the trash man. Bring me in, baby. Here it goes. Okay, folks. The guy in front of you is Tommy. Hi, I'm Tommy. And I'm your friend to the end. That guy is... Stupid. Bite <laughs> down, rubber dub. I hate Tommy so much about the things that you choose to be. And your dirty brown water trash. Here's Johnny. Junk. Drop. Years ago, something was taken from me. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Junk. 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 Here's I'm back, baby. Oh my god, that was epic. That's right, Johnny Junk back in the house. The Junk Man's back? I thought he's dead. We we buried him. But you know what? I buried him. You threatened to uh threatened to do a podcast without me. I was like, dude, we're a team. What the hell? Mustache fell out. You know, I I I my myself and my guests our guest, our jaws <laughs> dropped as that happened. I was grooving to the Rolling Stones, waiting for my trash, trash, trash. And I got junked on. That's right. That's Sorry. not fun. Hey, man. You know, I only offered to do it by myself for an episode just to power move you because I knew it would motivate you. I didn't. It would. Kudos know, it would, to you. It totally did. I didn't know it would motivate your mustache to fall off your face and the junk man to come. You know what I picture? What? Uh, second tur- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie when the hand, Shredder's hand comes oh, yeah. out of the thing. That's super what I, Shredder. That's what I, yeah, the Super Shredder. Dude. Is this super junk? Uh, I think it's going to be more like uh, a werewolf scenario where all of a sudden something, or maybe I guess it would be the Hulk, right? Something rages me out until... I think it would be an op... Yeah, because it's the opposite of a werewolf as their, your, your hair fell off as opposed to the hair growing on you. That's true. Whereas, a, you know, a werewolf, that's what happens. Well, whatever. We're back at it. Okay. The hey. junk man and the trash guy. Well, I know that you uh, you like to be treated a little rough. You like it when I kind of give you a hard time. That's an old thing we used to do. It's not anymore. The junk man's back. I'm going to be nice to the junk man this time. Hell yeah. Tommy Trash, well, he might be, you know, taking out the junk. He's not going to be taking out your junk. <laughs> All right, well, that sounds I'll like a good I'll tolerate your junk All right, in well, my face. Before things get too crazy, uh, let's introduce our guest here. Mm, I don't know. Well, yeah, pass. Pass. We have, uh, we have uh, one of your friends uh, in studio. Yeah. I like to think I'm also your friend. Oh, yeah. Dylan, I've met you, I think, twice? Two other times. And they were very sexual. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about you, but I do know that you like to party. And I do, well, I don't know if you're like a partying swinger dude. 
Much more popular and, uh, you know, kicking it. A partying swinger. Okay. Well, you know. Let me introduce our guest. Good okay. friend of mine, uh, a former, not a former friend, a uh, former high school. Gonna, I thought you were going to say heartthrob. Former heartthrob. I was like, where are you uh, going with that? Far off. I, like, I like to think I still got that heartthrob game. You still do. Uh, our friend, our friend, mm -hmm. Dylan Frizzell. Hello. What's up? So good to be here. Gra um, graphic designer. Thank you so much for, for having me on uh, Snortin' Dookie. Yeah. <laughs> the the only podcast about just finding the freshest dukes and just whiffing them up. You gotta smell them. I mean, that's why you know if you're healthy or not. That's why you have the big sniff on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's smell. our other friend of the podcast, Daniel, the big sniff Cooper, who you know as well, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a solid moniker. Like, where do, where do I go to get, like, a badass nickname? Well, that's part of, okay, so... Badass, every, like, air quote, like, alias. Every like, guest we have sniff. on... We uh, make up a nickname for them. They, we have them make up their shock jock radio. Uh, one of the first episodes we did uh, of Freddy's Nightmares, they have the DJ personality, Rick the Rake. I can't remember what his name is. but Yeah, but your other friend wanted to be Fat Stevens, and uh, we didn't make one for him. You said you were going to. Mm, yeah. Was that Taylor? Yeah. Sorry, Taylor. Wait, Taylor you. wanted to be Fat Stevens? Yeah. yeah. I love it. That was and then your friend was... Uh, Baron von Barf. Baron von Barf. Yeah, why not? That's great. Yeah, I love it. And with a big sniff, dude, it's it's infecting people. Everyone's turning dirty and gross. And so we'll think. We'll I like to think that I have a, a hand in that. What do you think your shock jock radio name would be then? Uh, I'm sorry, Dirty Dylan. Dirty Dylan. Just Dylan, I'm sorry for Zap. Mm, it's not dirty enough. I think you got. I think you got to be the Dylan, the dirty dog, or like. Uh, Dylan doubles down would be your, your like, no. Dylan you does have, Dallas. You, ever... <laughs> you like that one? Dylan does Dallas? Yeah. I oh, love it. Love it. Is it right. what Dylan say, does Dylan? Dallas for some. I was going to ask you if you've ever had like the, uh, the double down from KFC. It's like that burger that instead of buns, had oh, just yeah. has fried chicken. Yep. It's like, that's the most shameful, gluttonous experience that you can have and that's what i want my name to like instill in people oh huh? yeah i well, mean so i think double down is like a good way to go double down all right let's do dylan double down for zal oh that's got a nice dylan ring. doubles down for dallas D D dylan doubles down on dallas all right well hey Occ occasionally i can go uh as double frown for zal welcome to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. uh, so uh, yeah, as Tommy mentioned, you're a graphic designer, and we were trying to uh, uh, persuade you to uh, do a, a graphic for us, because right now our short and spooky is the, it's pretty much just white font on a white background, which is not terribly eye-catching, but a lot of other podcast covers are, you know, have stuff going on, so at yeah. least it's all white, I don't know. So, you know, if you want this episode to be published, you know. This is blackmail. Okay. okay. This yeah. is the, I it's the implication. Is what's happening I, right I now. see what's happening here. Yeah. I get I get why I'm here now. <laughs> uh, Dylan is topless at the moment because the studio Dylan is, is soon to be bottomless because it is a fucking furnace in here. It is always. That's it always correct. is. The studio is warm. There's uh we don't get any crosswind because we gotta make sure no noise comes in. Oh, I'll give you some crosswind in a bit. Yeah, they will. I just well, smashed a soylent. It's gonna be great. A soylent? Oh yeah. What the hell? You don't know what that is? No. Oh well, you know the movie Soylent Green, right? Hmm. No. It's well, like somebody took a VHS of that movie and put it in a blender. Yeah. yeah. It's like all and like... And then you just boof it. All the foods that you need, but it's like blended together and like shake, but it doesn't taste great. No, it tastes like uh, stale, uh, soggy Cheerios. Not for me. But you get over it. it. 
gross. Once you, once you realize that you can have like an entire meal in just like a little 20 ounce bottle, like that just frees up so much time in your life. Oh, just, I feel like it's going to be grainy. Grainy? Just like that, that texture, you know, like when it's a liquid and it just, like sometimes smoothies can get that too, or like, like things that are like green smoothies. Hang, hang on. Are you saying you're hypersensitive to smoothie texture? Yeah, maybe. God, you're a manly man. I'm, uh, hey, I'm the trash have man. You, uh, have you ever like returned a smoothie at like a Jamba Juice? You're like, Miss, excuse me. I don't think I've ever. This razzmatazz is far too grainy. I've never bought. I find it abrasive on my tongue, Miss. If I, I I've never bought in a smoothie. I don't think. Give me a milkshake, hell yeah, or a frap as we have back in the in the Northeast. Shout out to the Northeast. Uh, but no, never bought a smoothie. But uh, smoothies aside, soy, whatever you, soylent, soy green, yeah, whatever. It's let's get to the thing I want to talk about first. It's October. Hell yeah, it it's is. It's the scariest month of the year. Uh huh. And you know, it's it, also Oktoberfest, so the good time to get drunk too. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you can get drunk pretty much any time of the year, but hey, it's well, like you know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> this is this is the time that everyone puts little uh, emojis of ghosts and pumpkins in their. Social media handles. Hell yeah. Mm. Any good uh, costumes you guys have dressed up as in previous spooky Octobers, Halloweens? I told you uh, my first rubber mask I ever bought was the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that was. Right. I'd like to hear about the second and third rubber masks you bought. Huh, I don't know if they were any fucking good. The Sniff has um, uh, like a weird gimp mask that, he, that we'll put on once in a while. As when opposed I to a with... normal gimp mask. I don't know. Well, it's it's not just like the gimp. It's more of like a white cloth one, but it's got the it's like got the zipper thing that goes up it and all that. It's pretty funny. Did you ever see the movie The People Under the Stairs? Yeah, that movie's so fucking weird and very scary. And they have like a weird dominant like parents who are like all wearing leather masks and shit. It's so fucking bizarro. That's a is a bizarro sorrow. Rip, Bit. rest in peace. So anyway, pumpkin spice is great, huh, dude? Mm. Don't get me started. So that's, is that your, like one of your favorite costumes you ever had? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I Did you ever dress up when we worked together? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was, uh, I used to love just like the weird bloody makeup. Like there's a, a brand called Wuchi and you would get it and you would like make like your skin look like it was rotting off or your eyeballs hanging out. And like, I just would have fake blood. I would just be like a total like disgusting, I don't know, monster or person who was, like, maimed. I remember I, like, did a bunch of makeup on my brother because it was, like, in elementary school, you go home, put on your costume, and then you come back to school and then did, like, a little parade, like, around the school. And I I did his makeup, and, like, it was hella bloody and gruesome, and he was riding his bike across a crosswalk, fell off his bike in front of a car, and then everyone thought he got hit by a car, and they called the ambulance, and it was, like, this huge fucking thing, and it was just him wearing makeup that I put on him. That's funny. But, like, was he just, like, very minorly scuffed and not particularly injured, but, like, looking insanely injured by this accident and just kind of being a stud, like, nah, I'm fine, I'll walk this off. No, I mean, like, like, like myself, he was also a husky little boy, so he fall off his bike was probably not a John was a fun fan. experience for him. Speaking of fat shaming. Oh, yeah. Ooh. This, this episode. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. We're not we're not diving into it yet. Not, we'll nope. get into the episode, but um uh, mini teaser. We uh we're doing an episode of Are You Afraid the Dark today? And that was Dylan's request. Uh this what? episode specifically. I want to hear about your Halloween costume. Oh yeah, sure. Because I have a good story about the one that I did. 
Was it Ninja well, Turtles? So, no. So you go first, please. Oh, uh, when I was 20, uh, I was living in Boston, and my dad came down, and we went to a party where I was the youngest person by like 10 years, and we dressed as, I was, I dressed up as Jesus, and he dressed up as God, mm-hmm. so we had a little pairing costume, and I had a, a, a crown of thorns, and I was doing a lot of drinking to the point where my dad... Were you drinking wine? I was drinking liquor. Oh, okay. I know, it would have been fitting. I was drinking out of an ice luge. That's cool. Just the way Jesus intended. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the Bible. I think it's in near John something. Yeah, what would Jesus do? A keg stand, probably. But I, I got very drunk very fast. Again, I was 20 years old, didn't know any better. And my dad was pretty upset because I was making a fool of myself in front of a bunch of his friends. And so he ordered me a cab. This was before Uber and all that stuff. Gave the cab driver more than enough money to bring me from Somerville, Massachusetts to Jamaica Plain, where I live, which is like about a six, seven mile difference. And I don't remember any of this. So apparently I got kicked out of the cab. I was too drunk. The, the cab driver kicked me out in downtown Boston. My roommate, uh, who Dylan and I went to school with, Sam Franklin. Oh, goodness. He called my phone looking for me. And some people answered the, my phone are like, your friend is asleep in my front lawn. And he ended up driving up to Boston to pick me up, which is I don't know, 15 minutes, not even 10 minutes. And I guess when he showed up, I was awake and... He said it was funny because I was like just ranting and raving, and there was like a like a like ten to fifteen people just standing watching me, and I'm in this Jesus costume, and oh it looked like I was preaching. Uh, and then he picked me up and gave me a ride home, and I didn't. That's so funny. I wouldn't, sir. Come, sir, your friend is shouting Noam Chomsky at my cat. Can you please come pick him up? I feel like he'd be singing Rolling Stones or something like that. At, <laughs> at that point, I wasn't really into the Rolling Stones. It was probably like Jedi mind tricks or something like that. But uh, the, I guess the the rest of the night. He, well, he drove me home, and I refused to put my seatbelt on, and I guess every time I even touched the brakes, I would just smash my head off of the, the front of the car. And it was a good time. I woke up in bed with full costume, ring of thorns on still, and was like, hey, what? I came home at like one o'clock, right? And he's like, Pff. He's like, I picked you up at like four in the morning, uh, like next to John Kerry's house in Beacon Hill in Boston. That'd be like a good, I like that visual of like a really drunk Jesus, like puking all over the place. Uh, apparently Especially I got. Especially next to John Kerry's house. <laughs> apparently I got in the car and it's like, thank you for picking me up, Sam. And I looked at him dead in the eye and said, I said, kill all these people. And I was, that's very un-Jesus like. So I must have broke character apparently. That's a but super normal thing normal that for you, you definitely don't need to share with your therapist. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I probably should. But yeah, that's mine. Uh, Dylan, do you have any good costumes you've... Well, so I'm I'm kind of like, I have this habit of thinking, because I love the idea of costumes in Halloween, but I, I always wait to the last minute and then I just have to just kind of wing it. Um, one of my favorites was I took a um, uh, like Knights of the Round Table costume and I stapled a bunch of sugar packets to it. That was Suge Knight. Oh, I get it. Um, another one that I've never actually executed, but uh, that I'm going to go for this year. Um, I'm going to throw a huge party. I'm going to invite like all my friends, and then I'm going to just go as my dad and just not show up. Oh, great. That's awesome. I like that. Who, I- who appreciates that the most? Who like that love that joke, but it's like, is that you like sitting in a room like in a rocking chair, be like, suckers. Yeah, no, it's it's me in like a monogrammed bathrobe drinking cognac, just like these bitches. Very cool. I've met your dad. No, I'm kidding. My dad's my dad is the absolute opposite of a absentee father. He's yeah, fucking rules. He's great. 
I spent uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with him this year. There is a fly. Yeah, why didn't you invite me, you fucking asshole? It was a weird thing going on. You probably were swinging anyways. There's a fly bothering Dylan right now. Sorry. There's always flies in here. Just let it go. As I said in the podcast many times, it's because we leave the cat window open so the cat can jump in and out. Okay. And that's what happens. The outdoors is is a real rough place and flies come flying in sometimes. I know. So just let them fly. It's cool. They're not very big. It won't make any noise. But I, I don't like them. Oh, fair enough. Do you like flies? Are you on the fly side? Uh, oh, wait. Covered in junk, I'm sorry. maybe. I'm getting, I'm, getting de- I'm getting defensive. It's all good. You know what? I welcome the flies. <laughs> there you go. Bring Order them the flies. In. I'm Tommy Trash. You know what? I'm like Pigpen over here. That's, I mean, he's pretty cool. I mean, you have like a literal aura of garbage. Yeah. There is trash floating around me right now. Big thing of empty beer bottles over here. Those have been there for a while, so maybe that has has something to do with it. Oh, that that lackluster collection of recycling has been there for a while? They're antiques. I'm collecting bottles. (laughs) My antique bottles, they're going to be worth something someday. Five cents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm one to talk. I have a collection of cups that goes from my nightstand virtually to my ceiling. Yeah, you do. I think yeah, I have stuff I've left in your in your room that's still just sitting there too. Yeah, like your dignity. I, Ooh, I can't leave something there if you've never had it before. Actually, <laughs> I tried to pick it up, but it wasn't having it. Yeah, countered. I countered you pretty good there. So Dylan, let's um let's find out some more stuff that I like to ask our guests about you. So oh, goodness, you wait wait wait. You've had other guests that you've asked about me. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said you was on the podcast. I mean, oh, caught him <laughs> casually, got him. No, um, but I can't have nothing to do all the time. So, uh, one thing I always like to ask people is uh, spooky experiences growing up. Uh, did were you um, did you ever have any things like that? Were you scared, kid? Were you scared of the dark? Were you scared of the show? Are you afraid of the dark? So, interesting question. That's something I was going to bring up a little bit later, but we can talk about it now. Like, I genuinely have not watched Are You Afraid of the Dark in easily twenty years. Yeah, and well, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you <laughs> brought so much additional terror into my life. I don't know how I'm going to thank you. Um, watching the uh, intro to this show um, brought back so many like scarring memories of when I was a kid and this horrible dumb bullshit was terrifying. But like that swing set, uh-huh. that like spooky, eerie, empty oh, yeah. swing set. I literally had like a Vietnam style flashback where I was like, started sweating. I was like, oh God, I used to like wake up and just think about this. About the swing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck happened to that kid? That's great. I mean. Who was on that swing? Maybe it was just the wind. It's not the wind, man. It's a ghost kid. I don't know. Why is he a ghost kid? To scare you. Who killed that kid? I don't know. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, that's so visceral because it like takes you back. Like the intro is very, I don't know, iconic. Um, so, like, that that just, yeah, just, it, it took me to a whole other, like, time and place that I've never, like, I haven't thought about in mm-hmm. decades. I always think, like, uh, I was watching some episodes uh, this morning with, with uh, my roommate, and we were just talking about, it, there's none of the commercials on there, but we were like, oh, man, I wish the commercials were, were actually on there, and we were talking, like, you know, the GAC commercials and, and how much fun commercials were back then, like during kids programming, where it was like, uh, Marcus brought up uh, Laser Tag. Remember those, the, the game we could, they, it came with oh, like yeah. a thing you'd strap on your chest. And we were talking about, apparently in Fremont, there's a place that's like 30 bucks for the day and you got 
mini golf, arcade. Was it called are? I'm not sure. He didn't mention the name of it, but I remember I was a place like, like that when I was a kid. Now that I have Saturdays off, I want to go down and do it sometime. That'd be a blast. I don't think they'll let you in there. What? I are think you, it's for kids. Are you allowed around kids? <laughs> what do you? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> that's not fair. You had a, anyway. We um, t- we said we wouldn't talk about that. Okay. Okay. So hey, speaking of commercials, let's take a break. Okay. Do well, we have a Do we have a GAC commercial that's gonna play? Dude, that would be so rad. Do you want me to drop one in? Yeah. Do it. Okay. Yeah. 100%. I'll drop one in, and, drop, and then in the next one, we'll do like. Like um, like a like stretch Armstrong commercial or, or super soakers. Okay, well we'll figure yeah. it out. Have anyway. you guys, have you guys seen that super soaker commercial from back in the day? That's like horribly overtly sexual. No, but we'll talk about it at the break. Let's, gotta cut the commercial. What is Jack? Jack is great stuff. Oozy. <laughs> Jack is dizzy. You can pull it. Make Jack sounds. How rude. Suck it up and squirt it up with a gag back. Pump it up and blow it up with a gag inflator. Well, I never. Nickelodeon gag comes in different colors, sizes, and play sets. Each sold separately. Coming soon from Mattel. Disgusting. Hi, guys. How's it going? We're back from our commercial break. Sitting here in the studio. Getting radical. Sweating profusely. Very cool. Why do our guests always sweat more than us? I'm sweating a lot. Are you? Eh, about the same as usual. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so Dylan, you were uh, going to enlighten us about some of the things uh, that scared you as a kid, be so, it real life or in. A... Were you scared of like scary movies or scary shows at all? Um, I th- like the the memories that really stick out as being like particularly spooky or like I don't know having having a profound uh, effect as a young kid are like kind of obscure. They're like they're a little weird. Okay. So when I was growing up, I was really scared of the mailman. Okay. Because there's so much ambiguity about like who this person is that just feels like they have like free reign to just show up to your house and just put shit there. Did they make a mailman killer movie? They must have. Okay. Well, I, I, I feel know. like that's that's pretty low hanging fruit for like B horror flicks. Oh, I'd never thought about it. You mentioned, but I'm like, yeah, that okay. That hey, maybe something we can uh, work. We on. should probably stop talking about it before somebody poaches it. Like, yeah. We're sitting on a gold mine right now. Yeah. Let's stop and re-record. So, I uh. So you're scared of the mailman? Is there any? I'm still horrified of the mailman. Do you well, bark now they at just... them and bite at their ankles when they walk by? Um, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, it's a consensual thing. Like I feel like they're they're into it. From what I can tell, yeah. I you know what I always wonder with mailman? Huh. How did that rumor? You know, is it the milkman or the mailman's banging people's wives and stuff? Oh yeah, because I wonder he's... how that started. Is it just because they go to everyone's house and it's sort of like, eh, he's going everywhere. I have a sneaking suspicion there was like a couple of milkmen that just banged a bunch of dudes' wives. For sure. It's like dudes went to work in the morning and then the housewives, you know, whatever, house making all day. And then, yeah, they want some of that cream, baby. Milkman shows up. He's like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, I have a whole bottle of Escape from the Patriarchy if you want to just like chug it. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to come home and make you eat dinner because I'm not going to come home. I don't live here. So besides this post fan, what else? Uh, anything else? Um, I saw The Exorcist at like a comically young age. Damn. At like an age where like if you saw your friend showing The Exorcist to a kid that was as old as I was when I saw The Exorcist, you'd be like, you belong in jail. Wow. What age are you talking? Like six months. Six months old? Yeah. And you have memory of it? Oh, yeah. 
Damn. Wow. No, I'm fucking with you. I was, I was, uh, was going to say, we dude, both were like, my brain barely works now. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I don't wow. remember six months ago. Yeah. Well, I don't remember six minutes ago. That's true. Um, no, I, I, I saw The Exorcist probably at like, uh, I don't know, six, maybe wow, five. Yeah. I, I saw The Exorcist probably when I was about eight. And I saw The Shining uh, around the same time. And they both absolutely terrified me. And like, looking at The Exorcist now, like it's not such a horrifying prospect, right? I mean, it's still a pretty scary movie. It's I feel like, like a little lot of people... girl is like kind of being a bitch for a while and then the movie ends. Dude, that 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 walk, the upside down, like whatever walk. The, I the, the spider walk down the stairs. And the, the lore behind the whole movie too about how like the set burned down and people aff- affiliated uh, with it died and stuff like that. Yeah. What happened there? Well, we already kind of talked about this on a different episode, but... Um... Let's talk about it again at length. Well, why don't we talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark at length? Oh, well, we'll just quickly tell them. Like, yeah, some people. No, I'm, with I'm the... kidding. I heard it already. I listened to oh. the podcast. <laughs> okay. Balls busted all around. I know. He's killing us right now. All right. Why do we have him on? But Great question. The double down. But you chose this episode in particular. I chose this episode because I was um, kind of like loosely getting myself into a YouTube rabbit hole of. I mean, I chose Are You Afraid of the Dark because that was the most nostalgic for me. That was the one that I watched the most Definitely. as compared to the other, you know, serial horror 90s shows. Which, okay, this is totally tangential, but I just, I want to commend both of you because this show mm-hmm. is is hilarious and, like, in, engaging and clearly an idea that you both had when you were shit-hammered and... You decided to follow through on shit-hammered promises, which nobody does. So if nothing else, this show is, like, kind of a beacon of, like, integrity. We have been talking about it for a while. Yeah, Both actually. Silver and drama. Especially, like, when, we, when I John was, and I kind of reconnected and we were just getting wasted in my room uh, when I lived with the Big Sniff. Yeah, well, I mean, I make everybody watch all these shows all the time, and I still watch them all the time, and I'm just like, okay, now I need to force someone else to watch them with me and talk about them, so that's basically where that came from. And if anyone's listening, which they're not, uh, I've talked about before, I didn't watch a ton of this growing up. I'm I'm sort of the the blank slate. You know, I've seen a few of these shows periodically when I'd be at a friend's house, something like that, so it was kind of a fun dynamic that we talked about where John would be the one who's seen all this, and then I'd be kind of the one he's... Uh, holding my hand and keeping the light on for me. Do you, do you guys hold hands when you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? We don't We're watch them together. Right now, holding hands. Yeah. Beneath, That's what that is. Underneath the table. I was wondering what was happening underneath activity. the table. Yeah. But this uh, wasn't an episode that you remembered as a kid. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I, there was one episode that I remember from uh, my childhood, which was about a werewolf. And for whatever reason, I just I didn't feel like watching it again or talking about it fair enough um so i was like i'm I'm gonna poke around in the internet ethos of 90s horror shows and find like some horrific bullshit well i I gotta commend you man uh this is one i didn't remember as a kid and i'll get into that for a reason too uh i think the mailman was touching you maybe when you were watching the werewolf episode and that's probably why you don't want to you know get into it cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like, wow, striking, striking. Sweet take, dude. Yeah. That's why you're scared of the mailman. 
Well, the episode that we're doing today is called uh, The Tale of the Gruesome Gourmet. Mm. All right. A lot on our plate for this episode, guys. Oh, my God. Okay. Please so leave immediately. I feel like the the Crypt Keeper would be, like, shocked by how many puns are in this movie. Oh, the even, Crypt Ke- even Freddy from Freddy's Nightmares. Every, spinning. Yeah. Spinning Freddy's animated head would would fall off if he saw this one. Yeah, so there's like constantly puns and all this other shit. But um, you guys want to get into this? Oh, let's let's fucking dive into it. The level okay. of like unabashed horrible punnery is like it's what I aspire to, like as a person. Okay, so what um, you know how the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark basically is framed in this kids from the Midnight Society telling right. a story, right? So. The way that this episode starts with this people telling story, uh, we have the fake Midnight Society because this is from season six. This is when they rebooted. Well, season six and seven, they only had Tucker, who was the lame little brother, Gary's lame little brother. Yeah. He was the only uh, thing keeping it together, and then it was all these other random kids. If and I all- can, if I can stop you for a second, I just I want to reflect on the idea that there were. At least seven seasons of this. Yeah. The the oh my god, they went downhill really bad. Like after like probably five. The reboot. They yeah. took I think two to three years off between and then yeah I think I think uh, Tucker uh, played by uh, Daniel DeSanto. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but sounds um, right. I think he was pronounced sh- Franklin. Actually, it is pronounced Franklin. Uh, he I think is like the president of the Midnight Society now. Yeah, he's like I in remember, charge now. Yeah, which is. Oh man, I mean, I bet his brother is just rolling in his grave. Are Dude. you are you guys following like the book ending like story arc yeah, of like we're, who's yeah? So we're dominating just about, the so Midnight Society. Gary, who's his, Tucker's older brother, who started the Midnight Society, he comes back in the last episode. Whoa, haven't seen it. Dude, I hope he comes back like WWF style, like. His, his theme song starts playing. He, like, snapped, and he, like, murders all of them. That's Stone Cold's music. But, yeah. This is a, this is a he's tale. He's from college. He's fucking, like, smoking joints and doing blow and stuff. Yeah. Did, he throws, instead of, like, the, the powder he throws in the fire, he's just, like, busting out powder from packets. And, like, this, this, this is the story of the guy who got arrested at college. <laughs> Gary, are you okay? No, Gary's not okay. Why did you throw the chuckle dust in the fire? Yeah. Oh, he's so pissed if someone picks up his Coke and throws it in the fire. Dude, that'd be so funny if that's what that was. Uh, so it starts out. Starts out, uh, we see... Uh, Megan? Yes. You know who that is, right? That is... Uh, young Julia Stiles? No. No. Oh. That's uh, Alicia Cuthbert from 24. Girl, the Girl and Next, the girl next door. door. Yeah, she gets naked in like her first feature movie. She's gorgeous. Yeah. In adult form. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> she's not legal in this thing. So uh, let's. But do she's that. also married to a, a famous hockey player too. So that's a if you're playing the drinking game, drink because that's a Canadian moment. Hell yeah! Being There's a Canadian a- woman married to a Canadian man, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Oh. Arch rival of my hockey team. Should have saved that for Tom Trivia later. Yeah. Nah, well, we'll get to it. Well, nah, there might not be any. But yeah, one of the things I thought was funny, so she's telling this story, and she this bitch comes out with props. She has a table in front uh, of her. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, mm-hmm. like, she's got, like, candle holders and a Salt fucking and pepper goblet. So, like, so I literally paused this episode after one second. Uh-huh. One second into this episode, I hit the space bar, and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? She's orchestrating what I can only assume to be like the worst Tinder date of all time where you're setting up a table with candles in the woods. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because like... But a, it's, 
Well, never mind. I'm not going to say that sentence. You know they do, like, sometimes they'll do, like, a little something to kind of get in the theme of, like, of what's going to happen that episode. So it's, like, you know, if it's about a camera, they're going to have a camera that they're showing. Or if it's about, like, a haunted, you know, knife or magnifying glass, they'll bring it. But this is, like, completely excessive. I'm like, this chick brought all this shit out here. On her own? Yeah. I guess. Talented. Unprompted. Yeah. Dude, I, I disagree with your sentence about, like, the Tinder day. Like, if I'm going out in the middle of the woods and... and this woman somehow carried all these things out there by his, by herself. You're about to die. She's gonna like cook you and eat. But you know it's gonna. If you're on a Tinder date in the middle of the woods and there's a tablecloth and candles involved, you're fucking dead. I bet the sex can be really good before you die, though. Sure that. I mean, I, I you're involved. That. It's mediocre at best. Yeah, true. Well, she starts talking about that. people who love eating, and they say the kids say, "Oh, chubsters." Right. So, right off the bat, before we even get into the story, we're doing some uh, fat shaming for sure. I wrote, it, I wrote down, fat shame the musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. It's so, it's, it set the tone for the episode, and, uh, no, actually, if anything, it was understated. Yeah. Like, it was, I was like, okay, you know, D- Dylan texted me last week saying he wanted to do this, and, and I watched it that night after work, and I immediately was like, I didn't you, want to take any notes, which I normally... You texted him back, you terrible person. Don't I, make me watch this. I, I, I should have started this episode off with a blanket apology for making you watch this. Oh, don't at all. Because no, you should it, see the other things we've seen before. It is a fucking flaming cringe pile. It is not, like, okay. So, you know, it's not. But we watched it, and so let's talk about it. It starts out... <laughs> Yeah, we'll get going into the story. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the the little brother who, yes. just like so similar to all the other things, the little brother is always either like undermining or a little brat or is the actual boss in the family. That's in this case, and he's trying to do the old uh, hand, hand in the hot water prank to make you piss your pants. Yeah, but then the older brother, uh, Tommy. Yeah. Okay, I was confused. Sorry to go off on one thing real Did quick. Do you think he was talking to you? Yeah, I, I, well, I pissed my pants, so oh, I didn't okay. know what, what happened. Um, I swear, when when one of the people show up, he introduces himself as, like, Damien or something like that. I okay. heard that it was mumbled. So, okay, so check this out. There's a, a couple things that happen here, but yeah. Okay. Just to start, Okay. the younger brother, David. Tom is, like, jittering in excitement right now. Because I thought he it was crazy. His, he puts his brother hand in the water. You don't know if he pisses or not, so the kid just dumps it on him, right? Does that work? Yeah, Dumping water on people? Yeah, you get relaxed, your body relaxes, and then, like, yeah, you piss yourself. It's like a old camp hijinks, I believe. Um, old camp hijinks? Yeah, like, what you know, summer camp. What fucking camp did you go to? Oh, well, I didn't do it. I saw it in, like, a movie or something. I don't uh-huh. know. So that means it works. I saw I don't it in the dark. I'm going to anyway. assume it works. Uh, I went so to you camp, piss them. yourself. It was... Well, here's the thing that I don't sweet. get, is that for most of this, the younger brother is the protagonist. Yeah, he's the protagonist, not the older brother Tommy. No. He's the one who's going and doing all this stuff. And I was like, "Why are you introducing him as a piece of shit? He's so unlikable." Yeah, no, and, and, as opposed to any other character in this show. But you know what I mean. If it was the older brother, you're like, "Oh, I have a bratty kid brother." You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. That, that's a little bit more relatable than like I'm just a horrible asshole, like antagonizing everyone around me. Yeah, and so he runs downstairs and he's eating cereal, and Tommy or Damien comes down and is like. <laughs> Yeah, he, you know, he did this to me. Why are you all, his mom's, why are you all wet? Dude, his mom is checked out. I don't know no. what she does for a living. Thank you. But she comes and she's like, what's going on? He goes, he fucking poured this shit on me. I don't want to hear it. Yep. Like, as Cuts soon as. Cuts him he, off. Yeah. It, like, 
just the most like absentee parent of all time. She calls her children natural disasters. Yeah, she's which I'm like, that's partially your fault. No, dad. Maybe I, she's banging the mailman. I have no clue. So, like, at first they don't really say anything. They're like, oh, here's she's banging the, keys. the delivery dude. Here's the keys for the new tenants. And I'm like, does she, is she rent rental properties? Like, what's happening? Is yeah. this her house? Like, where did she have to run off they to? They say, but... when we meet them eventually, they're like, we're your new neighbors. But it feels like they live in the same building, which, at first I thought they were renting a rooms out. Dude. I think they're renting out the adjacent house for some reason. Like, it looks like, like a, a fat mansion. It looks like it's got like a bunch of different things in like, it. Like a like a two family home. It has a walk in freezer for fuck's sake. <sighs> well, there's more. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yes. Okay. But so the kid goes outside. David goes outside to go ride his bike, wearing his fucking really lame penguin shirt. Whoa! I that's an awesome. Disagree. That's an awesome penguin jacket, dude. When I was rewatching this morning with Marcus, we were just like, that's. Awesome. Okay. I mean, like, now it's like a hipster. It would be cool again, but I feel like you would get beat up for wearing that. And not in Canada. Oh, I guess not in Canada. I don't know, man. Like, you listen to enough Arcade Fire, you just stop caring. Are they from Canada? No. I don't understand. You just... It, when you get into the, like, the real depths of, like, hipsterdom... Oh. When you get oh. into, like, the suspenders and unicycles territory... Okay. Penguin. Yeah, I can see that. Snowflakes uh, and penguins on your fleece is, like... Fleece, yeah, that was, yeah, that's true. Uh, so his bike gets run over. Again, this takes me back to Tale of the Dark Music. This fucking bike gets wrecked immediately. I have so much to say about this. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny, like, I don't know, yeah. Do we, do we have a clip of you ruined my paint job? Because that's the most amazingly delivered line ever of all time. Okay, so we got something the, I want to touch on real the, quick. You mentioned Tale of the Dark Music. Yeah. There's a theme with bikes being... Destroyed. destroyed yeah which at first i was laughing at but then i realized i'm like no at that age your bike is like more important even than your car that's like your your way of getting around your identity if you had a cool one it was even cooler well also i didn't put it together that that was his brother on the porch i was like who's is this another bully wearing plaid yelling at him now his bike's getting wrecked but I mean, he's just trying to provide for his younger brother he tried to give him his helmet dude that's so funny he's like you can't go anywhere without your helmet yeah and I'm like, dude, that's so lame. I can't ride my bike without my helmet. My mom used to make me and my friend, or like not my friends, but me and like my brothers put on our helmets if we were biking around. Hey, hang on, did you just confuse your friends with your brothers? Well, I was gonna say I ride. I'm, I was thinking like I ride. I would ride around with my friends and my brothers, and my cousins mm -hmm. uh, down on the lake that we lived on, and super believable. Yeah, but we do the thing where like we would just get maybe a quarter mile away and just take the helmets off and huck them into the bushes. And then ride around, and then on the way back, pick him up. And we got caught eight out of ten times, just, uh, or four out of five. Worth it? Worth it. Totally worth it. Very nice. For, like the, the, the... For, for how cool you looked? Yeah, totally. And for, like, how the wind just, like, carried your hair? Oh, man. I was a babe. <laughs> no doubt. No, the good band. Also um, a babe. Also a babe. Yeah. Oh, wait. We have some music we play for babes, don't we? Yes, we do. I will make sure we play that. Okay, okay. Just because I was a little worried about playing it in this episode because I knew you'd want to play it for, uh... <laughs> what? For, for, for old What's mittens? her name? Yeah. Candy? Oh, yeah, okay. So, there's a car crash happens. And the bully Chuck. The bully Chuck. And we know he's cool because he's got a Hawaiian shirt and okay. a Letterman jacket. And he does a Chris Farley. He, like... I wrote down the same thing. He, Wait, like, really? Yeah. Okay, let me hear it. Oh, just, he does, have you ever seen his bit where he does, like, the... Oh, right. The, so, where he, he just ruined his hands. my paint job, yeah. and he, like, 
pretend like smashes for the kid's head. For those who don't, hablo espanol, el niño is Spanish for the, the niño. niño. He does that. And yeah. uh, I ended up like looking some stuff about this episode online. Everyone feels the same way. I'm sure he was like uh, super popular at the time. And the kid Dude, was he, like, the kid probably saw that and is like, that is acting. Hell yeah. <laughs> can I can I read my extensive takes on yes. the first... Uh, Dude, please. The first impression that we have of this horrific, horrible piece of shit? Chuck? Um, how did you find out his name was Chuck? I didn't hear his name once. They did. They mentioned it. Yeah. And of and course that comes it's at the end. Chuck because everything is food yeah. in this. Yeah, right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, girlfriend. Let's hear it. So, he is like if Nick Cage was in The Breakfast Club. Who's Nick Cage? Who's Nick Cage? How so? Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. Okay. He is a horrific actor, like, oh, yeah, no. like I, I thought... trapped in like very poorly executed teen angst. He is. He's, He's someone who is just... What I've heard about Nick Cage is that he can actually act. But oh, he, he just... super can. He just never wants to. It, he shows up once every 10 years. Right. Which I I kind of like. He's a Coppola. I, I kind of I respect it, actually. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm... I'm going to act in the movies that I feel like acting in. Gets paid. Uh, but anyway, your thoughts? Um, he looks like if Vin, Vin Diesel had seven extra chromosomes. Hmm. Hmm. He also has uh, the, 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 the long hair split part that we always talk about. The cut. The cut. Mm. Oh, the, the 90s, like, overly curly. Yep. Uh, the bully, Chuck. Calls uh, David Meatball. Mm -hmm. Clearly a Toast fan. Yes. He says everyone's going to be Toast uh, because his car got, I guess, a scratch on it. And now he needs $200. 200 American dollars to fix possibly like a Wait, scratch uh, on the underside of his chassis. Yeah. I, I, did they ever actually? It was Okay, it was on the underside of his chassis. I, well, it didn't show anything. No. Like, no it, it very quickly showed a car on top of a bike. That offered no. Oh, like, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, driveways are for cars, not for bikes. How I, how old do you think Chuck is? I think he's thirty two, <laughs> and he has the intelligence of maybe a six year old. Well, I I don't know because I'm like he at one point he's in their room later at night. Wait, no 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 no, 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 we're gonna get to that later. But what I'm saying is this: I think he lives in that place too. No way. Why not? Because they drove. If he lived in that place, he wouldn't be driving. He was parking. He was coming home. There's he no way he lives in that place. No way. Are you sure? He has committed numerous breaking and entering. Well, okay. Situations. I feel like because the way I saw it, I was like, okay, this is oh, a so he had gone house. and picked up candy as their babysitter and drop and then drove back. Oh, to so where he's he dropping her off? Is that yeah? Because she's the babysitter. So I kind of feel like he's just committing horrible crimes if and everyone's he, giving but then him a pass the because he's he lives in struggling. the trailer. Okay. He at best. He lives in the the trailer park boys trailer. He theater. lives in like a refrigerator, dude. Well, he gets in the he gets in David's face. He's like, you got to replace this shit. And then <laughs> uh, we because see... driveways are for cars, as though if someone had like placed a baby in the driveway and he'd run it over, he'd be yeah. like, well, you shouldn't put your baby yeah. there. And now you gotta I gotta pay you to take this baby blood off my. Or you gotta pay <laughs> me to take this baby blood off my car. Well, this is the first time we see. Uh, there are two new tenants, and they're, like, watching, and they're, like, smiling and nodding at each other while they're watching this 
fucking kid get up in this other kid's face, Mr. Pym. Which was, it, it's, a, it's a little unsettling. It's just like two people like standing on one side of a fence just watching a kid get abused on the other side. So let's talk about these two. Mr. Pym. Mr. Pym and Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Oh my goodness. Um, and they finish each other's sentences a lot. They do. Which I like. That's Most effeminate cannibals ever of all time. So, okay, at first, we don't know what's up. They just seem per- weird, right? Particular. I got both, then, like, both an effeminate vibe and a cannibal vibe right off the bat. Were they, yes. Were they, I think that do was... Do you think, were they partners? As in, like, you know, together? I'll get to this, too. Um, I have a theory. Okay, I'm glad that you but have thoughts on this. Immediately, the first disturbing thing is when he goes, he's such a strapping young fellow. Indeed, built like a side of beef. So also, you're in desperate need of some meat on those bones. Yeah, like the things that these grown adults say to these kids mm-hmm. is like the only way to construe it is either sexual or cannibal. And so there's fewer op- cannibals than there are sexual predators. Opening three scenes, we're already like heavy into fat shaming and pedo vibes and cannibalism. Yeah, well, it's just funny because like I don't know, they're watching them and like as they like talk to him later on the kids like make fun of him because they're kind of like weird and effeminate and foppish like i don't know what they're there there's like some like very bizarre kind of like subtle like gay bashing going on i think do you think they were supposed to look fat because i there's a couple times when like the camera like framed them with their bellies out and somebody like trying to squeeze between oh the belly rubs yeah and i was like what's up with this we're getting ahead of ourselves here i'm just saying do you think they were supposed to be overweight i think they were supposed to be large people. Oh, most okay. definitely, yeah. They weren't, I think yeah, absolutely. They were They were cast as tub-tubs. Yeah, so they show up, and they, they get the keys. They get the keys, and they want to go explore. They have a, a thing for exploring new spaces on their own, so they're like, okay, whatever, do your thing. And then one of my favorite parts of the episode that's not really even a big part is that... Uh, the housekeepers. Well, that, during that scene, they are fixing the bike, Yeah, and it goes like... Amazing. They're fixing the bike in the house. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden they're out of the house, and then the bike is back in the house, and they're out of the house. And, I'm like, and, and also the, the only thing. process that they undergo for fixing the bike is just touching the bike with a wrench and spinning the same Put, wheel. Putting the wheel on and then putting it off. Uh, and I, I remember when I was watching this morning, uh, they have the bike all set up, and it's like, oh, it's all, it's all going to be fine. And uh, when looking at the bike, it reminded me of, uh, so they have the, the little, like, nerf piece yeah. that you would put on the, the bar guard the bar guard mm-hmm. which was just to protect your your balls and your face from bashing off the, the bar and, and the handlebars and i just I, it brought me back being like oh yeah i as a kid chipped one of my teeth on one of my, my handlebars and i was like those things actually work and i and i also used to bust my balls on on those things all the time too i'd ride my older brother my oldest brother's bike which is way too big for me and my fucking my nuts would be banging around man so I appreciated that they had him on there, but then he gets on the bike and it falls apart and it is, it was not run over by a car. It was welded apart. So before <laughs> that happens, uh, they say, okay, we're expecting housekeepers and a bunch of people are going like, lady goes upstairs, 10 seconds, immediately thrown out. They're too right. skinny. Can I, can I rewind for just a quick yeah. second? Thank you. Tom, for uh, rewinding the uh, what are you footage, about? footage for us. So th- there was one of the most, I think, compelling pieces of this episode was this this weird thing where there's like, there's there's a, a glimpse into like the writer's room when you see like the characters that these two new neighbors virtually are, which is like hyper effeminate, 
very theatrical. And, like, you wonder why they were cast as such. And, like, immediately my brain just went to this writer's room where they're like, okay, we've got these two cannibals. What do they look like? What do they act like? Mm, and I... some dude is just clearing a bong in the corner. And he's like, you know what cannibals like? Sucking down meat. Well, I was going to say, like, I feel like they needed to be like, oh, those guys are weird. But, like, the way that they chose to make them weird was... was just gay. Yeah. And that I'm like... voice, the one guy has. And they mock him later. I know, it's so strange. But I'm like, again, problematic nowadays. It. But, you know, whatever. Kind of realistic, I guess. Hey, for... I think not problematic at all nowadays. Excuse Inter me? Interracial No, gay we're saying couple. kids mocking them. Oh, not okay at all. <laughs> don't, don't get twisted. But... Then, hang hang on. You you thought the hang up was that they were interracial? No, I, I thought you meant like the hang up I thought it was like like that I don't know. I, I just misunderstood what you were saying and I was like, no, it's it's actually kind of progressive, are you afraid of the dark to have uh, an interracial interracial gay cannibalistic couple. Fair. I agree. Is that progressive? Well if they're they're presented with we... like we have two cannibals, let's make them gay and interracial. Mm. I think it's progressive of nineteen ninety what, seven? I don't know when it was made. Okay, I mean, it's in the 90s, yeah. The 90s. Okay. Radical. So they fall it's off the bike, weird. and all the finally they see this fat ginger dude roll up with a striped shirt. Oh, and, John Wayne Gacy? Yeah, this dude is like weird. I didn't even know what to make of this person. They're like, go upstairs. He, they assumed he was the housekeeper, and of course, the new don't tenants... Don't expect to stay long or something, yeah, he says. They love this dude, because I think they call him in that scene too. Don't they call him like a tubby? They, they, there's there's more uh, there's more fat shaming happening. Well, the delivery driver drops off a bunch of shit too. So the delivery driver brings a truck and it's got like all these like Tupperware containers and like cooking utensils in it. And they have like a semi full of just pots. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous to be honest. We'll get into more when we see the kitchen in a few minutes. But like their kitchen setup is tight. Yeah, and the delivery driver says, "Did they invite you to dinner? They will." Um, I literally wrote. Did they invite you for dinner, ellipses, they will. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Weird. How does this guy How does know? he know that? Has I, he been delivering utensils and pots to these people for years? That's It seems like he knows it. I wonder if he's, like, dragged it from place to place, like, they move around a yeah, lot. Yeah, and he, he's like, I hope they don't live on this, or I hope they live on the first floor. And the kid's like, they don't. They live upstairs. And the guys are like, Sucks to be you, wah. delivery guy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, hopefully, I hope those guys ran over the kid's bike again. <laughs> Well, they take the fat tubby dude or whatever. They keep calling him fat and tubby. And they give him some of their uh, pineapple cider. Ooh. Which is essentially Rufalin. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, if you're going to make a cocktail, make a pineapple cider cocktail while you're drinking this. If you're gonna yeah, if you're going to play the drinking game. If you're playing the home game, pour yourself a stiff glass of Rufalin. Is pineapple cider a real thing? I don't think so. I've never heard of that. No, me neither. I think it's just apple cider. So, uh, so, okay. With a bit of pine. It's like not actually pineapple, it's pine and apple cider. Oh. They're, right. They just weren't pausing between it. Right. They're like, pine, apple cider is what it's We cracked the mystery of this episode. Fucking Canadians. I'm super stoked about this. Pineapple. Well, okay, so we assume, like, okay, that guy, is he going to get eaten by these people? Because I keep talking about food all the time. But then, polka dots... This lady shows up the next day, oh which God. I didn't really know what to make of that, because I've never wanted to murder a, a character, character ever. Yeah, 
as much in my life. She that just runs around going when she, yummy, yummy, yummy. When she slides between those two dudes, like either the, the belly rub scene, mm-hmm. uh-huh. she was into it. Like, she was like, ooh, like, look back at both of them. I wrote it down. I was like, she's into the tag team. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, was the plan to eat her? Or is she, like, homies with these guys? Or, like, well, she, is she a cannibal, too? Like, like, I guess, no spoilers, but, like, she reappears. She does reappear. So, my, the only conclusion I can draw is uh, she's just down to kick it with these dudes and eat some other dudes. I was going to say a problematic term, but I can't say it. Well, okay. So I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, so these kids already think these dudes are weird. And Wait, is it Hollow Notes Maneater? No. Okay. Was it the Did... Fine Young Cannibals? Nice. No. Ooh. No. Good job. She, um, she wanted to be a sledgehammer. <laughs> she was a, a blank hag. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, but so, okay. So if these kids already think that these dudes are weird and probably I'm assuming they think that they're gay. Why are they spying on them so much? They're always like crawling up the stairs and trying to see what's oh, going on. Oh, that was great. That they're looking, they're up. looking up, like they're doing mm-hmm. the classic like two heads poking around the corner yeah. thing. And like one of them hears a blood curdling scream I love come scream. from some unidentified part of the house and they're like, we should investigate. And the old one is like, it's none of our business. It's... None of our I want business. him as... I'm like, what happens if you go in there and you see something you're not ready to see? I want him <laughs> as like a, a someone that lives in my apartment building. What? Who? David? The, Why? The Snoopy younger no, brother? No, no, no. He's a horrible kid. coward. Yeah. Told me that that, one, that I terrible had... piece of shit is the reason that Brett Kavanaugh is on the Supreme Court. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I was horrible just saying, shit's happening. He's like, none of my business. Think you of all people... Weird noises and things coming from your lair. You want someone near you who's not gonna be like, "Oh, that's weird. Maybe I should do something about it." Is that why you've always brought a friend to my house? Yes. <laughs> that's why we always it's like have... a social parachute. You can just be like, "Oh." That okay. friend and I have uh, a piece of string and two cups that we can communicate with on, so you you can never you know fully take advantage. I have of the it. same rig, but for totally different reasons. That's that damn fly again. Anyhow, later that night, this is when well, the, the bully, bully makes appearance. Well, no, the bully fucking pulls him off Aside. the stairs. I know, because, so, this is supposed to be, have transpired, what, the next day? Because that's when she comes, that he's got his price quote. He's like, now it's $200, or else you're, you know, toast, again. Again with the toast. Yeah, and that's why I was like, how did he get in there? I was like, does he live in this apartment complex, no, too? like, he's straight up arbitrarily breaking and entering into people's houses, doing goofy shit that makes no sense, and then just disappearing. All right, well, I guess I don't feel so, uh, I don't this, have any pity for this dude. Marcus and I were talking today. We watched a bunch of other episodes of the show, but relevant to this one, the main characters of the stories are usually not likable. Yeah, that's And they're doing a lot of b and e Like, they're doing a lot of that. And, and you're like, who am I rooting for really here, at all, if anyone? I mean, you don't want to root for the, the shitty pussy older brother. You don't root for Tommy. Uh, I was rooting for the cannibals the entire time. I thought they were cool. Good they cooks. seemed very accommodating. Um, so, uh, well, you don't even know that they're cannibals at this point. You just like you're like something's going on, and I was like, yeah. well, maybe they're vampires. Maybe they like are you know gonna whatever do some other weird thing. It's not yet been disclosed. So, but they're again they watch the bully yelling at this kid, being like, "Yo, if you don't have my two hundred bucks by Friday, it's fucking." And they do nothing about it. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. The kid's like, maybe I'll fix my bike and then sell it so that way I can pay this dude off. But, like, also hilariously, this kid thinks that there's somehow a way to get, like, a reward for every single person that you rat out. That's right, he does. He's like, I'll, logic... I'll just tell the police and then I'll get a sweet reward and buy a new bike. And I'm like, dude, that's not... You know, you're you're going to get shanked, stabbed dude, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> we both said that, yeah. There was a lot that... They had they had the classic thing of like um, of the, the the younger brother calling the older brother chicken, mm-hmm. which in the nineties again the, my roommate and I were talking about how the that was like the ultimate insult. That's the big throwdown diss to get like someone to be like, "What are you chicken?" And I'm like, "I wonder who developed again another thing like who developed that is like that's the worst because like I remember being called chicken as a kid and be like, "All right, well I'll jump off of this." 30 foot thing into this two foot two feet of water now because you call me chicken you know and we were talking about how it's different i feel like it's different nowadays we're like back then your friends would just your friends had to take you on what you did in front of them you couldn't just be like i did it because everybody lied yeah whereas now like it'll be on video it'll be on this like you i remember believing things for like my older brothers would say their friends but now you can just like google something and be like no that no one died there ever. Right. Like, that yeah. house is not haunted. That house is just rotted out. Those people, you know, foreclosed in their house. Rent over. <laughs> no, that, right. that's, like, I, I remember those, like, those conversations as a young kid where you're like, did you hear about Billy's brother? Like, he totally, like, punched 17 cops and then just, like, ran away and then was the guitarist for Megadeth. Yeah, and, and you just believed it. If enough, if enough people corroborated. Uh, no, no, I was, I was saying okay. collaborated. All right. It. Corrugated. Congregated it, Billy Corrigan. Billy Corrigan. If people consummated it, uh, you you just believed it, and now it's just like, no, I posted on this, and and that's not true at all. I couldn't imagine. Side note, I could not imagine going through high school and middle school now with with all the social media and and all that stuff. And oh, dude, like we are so lucky. We that could... we missed the social media nightmare by like a couple days. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. John was John was making hand gestures at us. Uh, well, yeah, just in an effort to keep it under like a two-hour episode. Okay, just trying to like get steers right. back on it before we rant about the perils of technology and social media. All right, I don't I know, man. It seems relevant. Relevant. <laughs> I mean, anyway. So uh, the little brother calls out his other brother. He's like, "I'm going up. I'm gonna take spy. I'm gonna do a little intel." Mm-hmm. And uh, he looks in. He gets spooked. And he knocks a plant over, and they have a fun little scene where he hides, and the, the dude opens it up one door, and oh, doesn't see anything, and then he tries to run away, and that other little like window door yeah. pops open. Mr. Finn and Mr. Collins have their heads popped out of opposite windows, like it's a fucking musical or some shit. Careful, one Fat shame the musical. One misstep. Put that down. He goes, uh, one slip and your hamburger meat. Like, yeah. what? I swear, there's so much food talk in this episode, um, it's ridiculous. Their kitchen, amazing. But you know what? Their food looked gross. Food their I books, was, wait, wait, is this full the, of jewels. Is this, uh, are we talking, well, there's the dream sequences. Uh, well, I'm talking about there's a scene with this where they're eating steaks. When he's looking through the window and he's seeing them, he's like, what are they doing? And they're eating these hunks of meat, they look fucking gross. And I was like, yeah. these dudes do nothing but cook, at least they could do a better presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we have... Um, the dream sequence, which we don't realize is a dream sequence, where he, he goes up in there. It's so bad, good. And 
he he's like not finding anything. He's yeah, looking he, on this great like industrial style kitchen. He's he's sneaking around a kitchen and it's in the middle of the night and, and there's finds, no one around. He, he sees a soup. He out. sees a crock pot boiling over there and he's like, "All right, well, I got to fucking look in this thing." There was a finger hanging off that I thing. I thought it was a finger. I wasn't sure. I was like, "Oh, it's a finger." I was like, "It looked like one." He freaks out and then they have the great like who's out there? Yeah, from the other room. From the other room and he he runs, instead of running out the door that he came in, he runs to the door right next to it, which is the walk-in walk in freezer. freezer. Yeah. Naturally. I would rent this place. I'd rent this place in a heartbeat. And in Canada, it's probably like... $17. Yeah. Maybe it's common. I don't know. I have some Canadian friends. I'll ask them. I won't. But, um, yeah, instead of... What and the... there's two bodies hanging in there. He's yeah. The little... The little um, Fatty. Yeah, the little, well, the little, like, you know, the little surprise spook before you wake up, and he wakes up screaming. Well, yeah, he, he, like, sees and he the... wakes up. He wakes and the up... bully! <laughs> he wakes up to Baby Vin Diesel just choking him. Baby yeah. Vin is, is choking on him. Choking on him? Choking him. And it, it, I was like, when I first watched it, I was like, wait, so he. This goes maybe to your theory about that's, how the kid lived there. That's why I was like, I think he lives there because even his brother didn't react. He's like, huh, I hate that guy. He's always, no, it's so casual. And, and then here's my question. Do we even know David and Tommy are brothers? Could they be two separate kids who live in this apartment complex? What, like, if, what if Chuck is uh, is David's dad and he's just giving <laughs> the Bart Simpson treatment? He's choking him. I... Yeah, I don't know. There's it just raises a lot of questions as to mm. what the hell is going on when there's it's just, some. It's just all too casual for me. It's like he wakes up, baby Vin Diesel is like has his choked. Ha- his hands around his throat makes another horrible toast reference, and then just casually gets up and leaves like, like the, it's no the, big deal, and no one does anything. The mom's in the kitchen. is like, "Well, see you later." <laughs> He's like, "Hey, bye." And then he gets in there choking. He's just left choking her son, which is maybe it's not her son. Who knows? Okay. Yes. This is my biggest point about this episode. Okay, so before we get into that, let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. We'll come back from the break. All right. Are we doing candy? Yeah, let's do some candy or I can smoke some weed John's or whatever. smoke some weed, bro. Yeah, and then uh, we'll come back and talk about it and we'll wrap this bad boy up. All right. All right, cool. What? All right, cool, and we're back from our break, and uh, just like we did last episode, we're trying something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be doing a segment with, like we like to call Hits from the John. So, uh, yeah, today I'm smoking a different kind of pot. Today I got uh, cookies and cream. This is a little mm. more of an indica, kind of heavy. It smells really good. Is that what you prefer? Uh, like I said, I like to mix it up. Mm. Last time I was more of a sativa. We'll see how this treats me. He's going to be in the couch, brother. Indica? Whenever you're ready to apologize for that, like uh, never. He's he's blowing the smoke directly at my face. All right, very nice. Actually, I think that's probably a little bit smoother than the last one I had. Okay, talk about it. Elaborate. Uh, well, it's, what do you uh, see? Are the colors cool, man? Does it feel cookier and or creamier than the last one? Mm. Uh, I don't feel as hot. In this just, room, just give it a second. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'll we be just took soon. a little break. We walked outside. But yeah, uh, I've, I've been flexing for the last 15 minutes. Just give it a second. <laughs> Hot. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, since you guys aren't going to be uh, smoking, we'll do our other bit where we uh, like to talk about candy. So Where's let- the hits from the John song? 
Oh. Hits from the Jones. Oh, it'll be playing. Don't worry about that. I want to hear it. Okay, well, then you have to listen to the episode because it's dropped in mm-hmm. later. Uh, won't do it. I want candy. All right, so what do we got today, guys? Uh, we have. I love that Tom is like fully engulfed, just face down in a bag of lifesavers before the drop is even over. Well, these aren't any lifesavers. These are lifesaver gummies. Uh, the share size uh, version. It says new pack size. I don't know what that means. Like it wasn't sharing. It wasn't to share before or something. Yeah. So I don't think we didn't get. Wow. There's a lot of different flavors. Uh, there is strawberry, red raspberry, as opposed to black. Oh no, rasp- there are different blue raspberries. raspberry. No, there's the um, the sunset ones, which are like the golden ones. Mm. Uh, white grape, cherry berry. Mm. Is that what I think? Is that I like the white one. It's, I, it's not that's, pineapple. That's white grape. I dig it. Yeah. You like the white one? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the ones mm. that were colored. No. Hmm. Strange. Let's let this cause just get as pregnant as possible. Uh, black raspberry and then blackberry. I will say I enjoy these. Dude, gummy savers I feel like are always going to be, you, you're not going to, you can't go wrong really. No. So I, I'm not like, I'm not a big candy guy. You're not. I'm not like... I don't. I don't get super invested emotionally in in candy like you guys do. But like, I'm fully erect. I, I can see that, and I'm unimpressed. Desperately, <laughs> desperately waiting for you to apologize. Um, I don't. I can't tell just by looking at these like what flavors they are. There's like there's like grimace. That's the white grape one. Try that That's one. White grape, and then the other one that you have in your so hand. So this this is like mimosa. Just oh, I don't know. Pop it in your mouth. Pop it in your mouth. It's good, right? I, that's the point I was gonna make. It's like the, these are actually delicious. As someone who doesn't really binge too hard on candy, like these are terrific candies. Oh, all right. Good to hear. Successful, A candy. solid buy. Yeah. Mm. Well done. I, I mean, I, I told you I bought them just for myself, but <laughs> I had them left over. Hey, man. I was drinking white wine a couple earlier this week on my other day off, and. Uh, I needed to get above the $10 mark at the convenience store, so I bought some of these. It was just lucky for us it was the share size. That's so how you know you're getting top-quality white wine. I mean, I don't particularly enjoy minimum. wine. I just was going for it. Anyway. Had uh, bad experiences, for sure. Okay. Back to the episode. I have something Listen, I really... Listen, I've been lonely at a gas no. station before, too. Tommy has the floor here. This is something I'd like to hear. Dream sequence happens. Okay. Choking sequence happens. That's hot. He gets up, he puts pants on over pants. Ooh. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't. No. Oh my god! I, I had uh, Marcus. Uh, His eyes I read were to focused on it. the young boy's torso. I was yeah, whatever. I was uh, still getting over the choking, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that just finished it all. Um, <laughs> and the, and the like fourteenth toast reference, like oof. So he gets up out of bed wearing pants, and then pulls up. Uh, some other pants on top of those. Do you think it's maybe it's like a telecall in Canada? I, I didn't know because they think weren't it's like, like a never nude thing. I don't. I don't know. I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. I, I just it was like he put up, he pulled up some jean pants on there. So maybe in Canada you're not allowed to wear not wear the bottom half of a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> and so I, I just was curious. Or it, it wasn't like when they were in the any of the outdoor sequence. It was cold looking at all. It was dreary. <laughs> uh, John's making odd faces at around the room. What's wrong? Uh, I'm tripping out, bro. Oh, right. No, I'm not. John just got stoned, so he's he's hanging loose now. Well, that's true. Yeah. 
But yeah, oh man, I, I'm so bummed out you guys didn't notice that. I wish uh, I could show it to you right now, but I'd have to do a lot of clicking and clacking on my computer. And I, know I mean, or just pull other pants over your pants. Do you want me just to, to show you that? Yeah. A hundred percent. I want that to happen right okay, now. Okay, hang on. Coward. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen who can't see what's happening right now, Tom has just pulled sparkly pink spandex pants over his jeans. Yeah, and they look damn good. Uh, so they they have this scene, and then he's going in. He's got a this kid just can't not investigate the sequence. So he had a terrible nightmare about going and doing this very same thing. So what does he do? He says, the "Okay, same thing. well, yeah, well, now he's proposed this idea that the neighbors are actually cannibals to his brother. So he's like, all right, come on, guys, we gotta fucking go do this. We got keys to the apartment. Let's go check this shit out. So that conversation was hilarious, where he's like, cannibals? That's ridiculous. How do you explain the giant stove?" You don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, is there any other plausible explanation for no. a giant stove than cannibalism? Yeah. So when I go to a restaurant, I always look in the kitchen. If it's an open kitchen, I'm like, cannibals. Well, the no the younger brother David. Hold on. He, he the reason he wants to even expose this dude is just for the reward to pay for the bike. I feel like that's motivating everything because this fucking dude is breaking into his house. That's so accurate. That's such like such a like poignant. Insight into what motivates this horrible piece of shit child. If this guy, if if Chuck had never ran over his bike, this kid never would have given two shits about what's going on upstairs. So Chuck ch chokes the shit out of this dude in his sleep. The kids wake up. Chuck's still in the house. They don't go find him. He's like creeping around or doing something. Bang because up. once they go into the apartment of the weird tenants, he locks them in there. Okay. So he maybe was it's just commonplace. No. Well, he was still in the house. So. So that's why I'm just like, by locks them in there, this is problematic for me. Mm -hmm. He just puts it against the door. Yes. He doesn't lean it, you know, like in he movies, they typically like tilt it up. So it's it, a chair against the door. Yeah. Yeah. And he does this twice. He does it again uh, shortly after the scene where he just rests it on the door handle. Or no, no the, the, the kids do it to the, to the adults, uh -huh. to the potential uh, cannibals. And I'm like, who fucking missed this when they were filming this? Like, there's no way that would even, like, remotely stop the door. But, like, what is he doing there in the first place? He's banging candy. Oh. Uh, what's well, candy fair. doing there? Oh, I guess Candy's babysitting. Oh, well, okay, fair enough. Candy's getting banged and babysitting. Talk about a good job. Dude, yeah. Were you ever, uh... But also, you have to fuck, like, Vin Diesel in a Hawaiian shirt, so... Mmm. Mmm, uh, that's not bad, though. Mm. If you're getting paid for it? Mmm. Please send money to us. What were you going to say? Have you guys ever, did you guys ever have to do any sort of uh, babysitting? Oh, I thought you were going to say ever bang a babysitter. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> yes I'm sure and yes. Yeah. You, you can put blank, ever bang blank to Dylan and he's like, most likely yes. I'm, I'm really bad at never have I ever. Yeah, it's great. We play drinking games and it's just like, never have I ever... Blank, 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 like way too many specific things. And Dylan's like, fuck, I got a drink. Anyway, enough about Dylan's horrible or great sexual life. Uh, so, you, anyway, yeah, so anyway. So anyway, they're locked in this apartment and they start looking around. And this is just like the dream, except they see weird shit. There's like meat slicer. And then there's all these fucking crazy books on the wall. And these books... Uh, have strange titles that basically allude to being like how to cook six people or cook for six people or something like that. And 
How to trim your man or something like that is one of them. How to trim your man? It was it was something that would be out of it, not as clever as like in the Simpsons episode, like a Halloween episode that books were. Like, but I, I, I mean, think I remember some other. They were supposed to be cookbooks, though, not like gay help, like love books, right? Oh, I don't know. No, it was like how to trim the meat off your man or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm still. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I'm not books. lying. I'm not. No, no. I'm not trying no. to make a. I'm not trying to make it fun or anything with that. No, there's, there's like a sequence of books. There's like seven or eight books that are all just driven by terrible culinary puns that could be interpreted as cannibalism. Yeah, and they open the last one, which has all the uh, the jewelry in it, and the kid, the little kid, is just so assuming of things. It's from the, it's the jewels from the people they're killing. Yeah, yeah. And then he sees the cook, well, he sees the crackpot that he saw in his dream. I have, goes, to, I have to go back. I forgot something real quick. I'm sorry. What'd you forget? So when they, when the two kids first go in there after they get locked in there by the bully, uh-huh. they go to the tablecloth, oh, which yeah. is the shirt of the, of the first Which is guy. 400 times bigger than I couldn't John Wayne Gacy. It. And it has a pocket right on top. Like, it's so silly. And you know then, how tablecloths do. It's like 50 square feet of of cloth, and there's no way this guy was wearing that. The shirt on the guy was... Maybe it was, like, really long, and it was just tucked in. Oh, that's... No, no, it was not. <laughs> I don't know. I do like the idea of this dude showing up to an interview with, like, seven acres of shirts just stuffed into his pants. Like, you don't know what they're going to make me do here. This has been a weird interview. That's why. You never know when you're going to have to dazzle. But yeah, so he sees that, and he also sees that the uh, napkins are made out of the polka dot ladies. Same fabric. Yep. So they assume, okay, well, they got her jewels, they got her clothes. Same thing with the uh, redheaded dude who was in there earlier. And I don't know about you, but at that point, I just breathed a sigh of relief that that chick was dead. Yeah, you're like, great, I don't have to hear her say yummy anymore. I don't have to ever see her horrible face ever again, which is delightful. Ugh, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot to breathe in. But this time, so there's no finger in there this time. It's just I've meatballs. I've heard that before. I, okay, so I watched this before I'd eaten anything. Well, no, I mean, I'd watch it a couple <laughs> you got times. Hungry? But this morning, uh, I was watching it, and me and my roommate both were, like, not... Very, very hungry. Okay. I wasn't it, sure what was going to be. <laughs> no, we, we watched it and, and we hadn't eaten yet. We'd cleaned the kitchen. We'd cleaned the living room a bit. And we both were like, why am I oddly hungry watching this episode now? I felt kind of bad. It's all about cannibalism. And then I was just hungry, but I felt like a like a, a naughty hungry kind of. Like you wanted to eat people? Well, uh, no. I mean, at that point, I knew what was going to happen already. I, I didn't want to eat people. I don't know. A naughty hungry. I was hungry during this episode and it felt weird. <laughs> Cannibalism, you know. Naughty hunger. The naughty hunger. Well, it just felt, I knew, I already knew what was going to happen because I'd seen it before, but I was hungry. I already hungry knew what it during... tasted like and I just had to get over my own, you know, Leave me alone. preconceptions about eating oh, wait, other I'm people. being defensive. Okay. Tommy, check this out. So they pull out the meatballs and then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, outside the delivery driver pulls up and then Mr. Pim... And Mr. Collins are, like, bringing this gigantic paper package in. And it's so cumbersome that they can't fucking walk through the door. And it's supposed to be, like, this ticking clock of, oh, my God, they're going to be in their apartment any minute. We need to get the hell out of here. And they don't want to bruise it. Yeah. Uh, they have trouble putting this thing through doors, by the way. Like, it's a very, it's not even that big of a package. But they have that one scene where they're standing in front of a doorway and, like, they rotate sides. And I'm like, all he had to do was just move a foot to the to his right and just pull it through like 
uh, they got, so they're too dumb. distracted by their cannibalism. They have trouble doing anything in a not horribly over-theatrical way. I will say this. I would go to dinner at their house. They seem like good cooks. As long as it's not humans, they seem like to be fun to hang out with. Seriously? Seriously. Everything is so, like, saccharine and, like, over-the-top and, like, performative. That's you and me in a nutshell. Think about when we go out. We're loud. We're over-the-top. We... We're, we're also not, like... People don't like us. That's true. We're also not cannibals. Well, I'm not, and you're not I, weird, like, like dudes saying toodaloo and, like, talking about people looking like sides of beef. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's a little different. Dude. My eyes Trust start. me. Challenge yourself. Trust me. Challenge yourself. Go to a bar tonight. We are. We're going out after and, this. And walk up to a stranger and tell him he looks like a side of beef and see what happens. Okay. We'll uh, <laughs> is... get some closure on this anecdote next episode. Okay. Um, this is Berkeley, so that wouldn't maybe. I'm gonna have to take over for Tom next episode because he will be a murdered, <laughs> murdered. Uh, whatever. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. So okay, going back to it, it's like okay. I thought this was gonna be a finger stew. It's a meatball. Okay, someone's coming. Where am I gonna hide? I'm gonna hang in the fucking walk-in freezer. Of course, that's where they went before. So that's let's go over there again. It turned out so well in my dream, right? Dumb kid. So, uh, what's his name's, uh, Mr., I think, was it Mr. Pym is, is, he's like, my suspenders are falling off. Yeah, oh my god. You take the lead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, see, that's, they're fun. Yeah, they take turns being They are off. fun. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Candy, babysitter, shows up trying to, like, give a shit about these kids. She finds out that fucking... So arbitrarily trying to give uh, a shit. Her boyfriend Chuck's like, oh yeah, I fucking locked him in there with the cannibals or whatever. And she's like, oh my god, I have to check on him. When they're fucking babysitter, they're gonna like fire me. So... Good. She goes She deserves in there. to get fired. Dude. I felt like she was feeling these dudes. They're like, oh, come right in. Yeah. Come have some fucking pineapple cider. And like, I felt like she was like feeling those dudes. Like She, she was like, like I'm she super to watch down them. to like chug down this roofie cider. And watch they- them fuck. But then, like, she... Huh? I think, well, because they're gay. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. I said <laughs> I, I think she was like, you know what? This is the 90s, and uh, and I'm into new things. Generation X. We're gonna... I'm gonna watch these two old guys eat Listen, some they didn't human judge meat. me for my mittens. It's, I'm not gonna uh, judge them. Very exploratory time in her life, yeah. Yeah. Candy... I mean, she was named Candy. That's, that's a tough break to begin with. Uh, so, but halfway, okay, so they give her this cup of this shit, and halfway through, she's like, wait, I don't want to drink this shit. I've drank in cups and blacked out before. Right. Probably. Which uh, is, like, weirdly, like... Yeah, so she... That's her, her and Chuck met. Yeah, so her alert goes up, and then, like... Dude. The brother's, like, okay. The jump across the some. table. Here's yeah. the thing. Their pineapple cider is fucking famous. It comes out of a labeled bottle. <laughs> I think it was mixed. I think it was a couple things mixed together. I don't know. Oh, you're right, because later the mom has it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's somewhat famous, but... He does that... The, the, the is brother... It, is pineapple a code word for something? Is it like ketamine cider? I have no clue. Hey. Uh, it's the 90s. But yeah, the kids tried to save the babysitter by jumping out of the fucking closet, skidding on his stomach across the table, being like, No, they're cannibals! And then they on the getaway... They have the classic 90s kid maneuver of throwing ice or some sort of slippery thing. Gumballs. Well, okay, they're, they're, they do it with a pearl necklace in Home Alone 2. There's so much to so much to unpack in this like getaway sequence. So 
like they bust out of the freezer. They're like about to be pursued by these quote unquote villains. Their solution, let's throw pepper on them. Let's incapacitate these giant humans with sneezing fits. They're not dogs. I know, but what if they're just like, oh, my outfit, I have to get this off. You know, like, like it was like some other weird, like, reason. They're like, oh, my God, they'll hate, like, soiling their whatever linens oh or God. some shit like that. I have to ch- I have to change my clothes. I have to change my clothes now. I have to change my clothes. But uh, I just, like, uh, I remarked out loud audibly this morning, just like, ice always works against adults in, in kids' movies. Like, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. The stairs uh, that uh, that Harry falls on, and then Marv in the first one, where he goes down to the basement, and he's doing that that great sequence when he's sliding all around. But yeah, I just that someone in the '90s, some writer group, was just like, "Ice is funny. We gotta yeah. play it up." Adults are too high up there in the air; they can't see what they're stepping <laughs> on. They're gonna be falling all over the place. Can we talk about something quickly? Because yes. I feel like there was a tiny hint of genuine plagiarism. In the slipping on the ice scene, where both of these dudes were slipping on the ice in the exact same way that when Sub-Zero would, like, freeze the ground below you in Mortal Kombat, Mm. you would just flail around helplessly for upwards of five minutes. Wow. So the the the, so good reference. I like it. Chuck's getting acting lessons from uh, Chris Farley, and uh, these two dudes are uh, getting acting lessons from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, I feel like is a is his acting goal or idol is Chris Farley. His haircut is the '90s, and his look his face look is Vin Diesel. Or no, no, you know what it is. The the fourth one on that is his. is Buzz from Home Alone. A lot of Home Alone stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of similarities, totally. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so then after they finally accuses them, then it's like, okay, time for these dudes to explain away all their crazy coincidences and, like, eccentricities. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's uh, simply a misunderstanding. We like to cook, and that person went home, and... Uh, here, we carved out two minutes at the end of this episode for only exposition. Yeah, and, and the 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 guy with the scream saw the pots in the sink, and screamed, which I also had a problem with because they just moved in that day, and they already have a mountain of dishes. Remember, they're like we're that moving make, in. Yeah, and I have trouble believing that John Wayne Gacy is afraid of pots. Wait, what? John Wayne Gacy the. Dude that they... The big dude that they... Oh, the, the first one that shows up? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so di- diving into the, like, fucking Cuckoo Bananas ending of this episode, like, this episode was such a horrible low point in my life that, like, when I finished watching it the first time, I sunk into a deep depression knowing that I had to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Well... well Let's like. Do, do you have more to talk about? Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. So the one saving grace is the final scene of this movie, which is actually kind of miraculous and amazing. But there's like these two like flamboyant, over the top, obese gay men, and they just like casually kind of suggest that they murdered a kid with disabilities and ate him. Chuck. And they used his shirt as a placemat. Yeah. Which is like. They whip it out. They, they, they explain everything away. Yeah. Uh, Dottie shows up 
at the most perfect of time. They're mm-hmm. like, what happened to that lady? And she walks in the door four seconds later. That's what I'm saying. Is she cannibal too? Like, does she... Are they, are they all they didn't touch freeway? On that. Like, what is their deal? Early days of Pinterest. Uh. That's what I think it was. Hey, wait, 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 wait. The early days of Pinterest was three-way cannibalism? No, no, no. I was My thought was before that. It was just like she was, you know, selling some... Because that's the whole thing. They make it out of her, like, clothes. She she loves polka dots. And her name's Dottie. She's so. the most punchable person of all time. Mm. Uh, yeah, so... It <laughs> so, ends yeah. With yeah. this kind of weird ending of, like... They, they bully. They finally have the the toast payoff. They're like, our dinner is gonna be Chuck, Chuck roast or Chuck on toast. We're uh-huh. gonna eat this handicapped kid on toast. And I, that's an insult to handicapped kids. Chuck is really bad. Chuck's a not a good person. No, so I'm, I'm trying to like encourage some empathy for him. If anything, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. no, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, it ends with the thing of like being like, ooh. Did they eat him? Yeah, well, yeah. So then at the end, they have the cut back to the Midnight Society. Uh, we see Elisha Kurthbuck again uh, eating a gigantic sandwich. That sandwich. Did you she, say Elisha Cookbook? Cuthbert. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so she... I stopped uh, listening. Uh, well, like, to, like, she's basically, the story ends, she, like, pulls out this big-ass sandwich, and everyone's like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's tongue or lingua or whatever. It's tongue. Yeah, and I'm just like... Everyone runs away, so I'm like, so she sits there and eats this gigantic sandwich by herself in the dark in the this woods? This is a person who brought a table and a tablecloth and chairs Crystal and goblets. candles yeah. to, and to eat, the woods. To eat a fucking... And a tongue sandwich she brought out there, which is comically large. Not even, like, believable. Like, they could have just had, like, a sandwich, but this thing is, like, a one foot by one foot. It's bigger than her head. The meat is spilling out the sides... And I was like, as it ends, as she's like taking a bite of it, and I was like really curious. I'm like, because it doesn't look like actual food in it. So no. I was like, oh my god, are we gonna see her take a bite of some weird prop shit? But all right, well that was the end of this fucking so, dumpster so fire. So we're ending episode. on you were hoping that she was eating fake meat. No, I just was hoping that I didn't want to see her take an actual bite of this, and they faded it out. I mean, yeah, it was a lame way to go out to, like, the end, and everybody runs away because they see her, and they're like, oh, she must be eating people. I'm like, come on, you guys, like, fucking get, oh, grow man. up a little bit. I'm uh, we're, obviously we're, eating people. I mean, we're, we're coming up on our, uh, our you know, our ratings. Let's and do it. I, I'm just so a... conflicted on, on how to rate this one. Okay, do you want to go at the end? I don't. I want to go at the end because I, I need to. I need to see what where you guys are landing on it. I'm gonna have my own opinions, of course. Uh, what's letter guess go first? Do you know how this works? We basically uh, summarize. Refresh my memory. We summarize uh, what we thought about the episode as far as strengths, weaknesses, mm-hmm. things we liked, things that were funny or stupid, and then at the end, uh, you give it a rating from uh, one to zero. Ten. Oh, zero to ten creepy crawlers. Zero to ten creepy yes. crawlers. Okay. Ten being uh, the best, zero being the worst. That's correct. Okay. So hold on, let me just uh, make sure we're all on point for this one. Are we doing creepy crawlers? All right, take it away. Oh uh, no, I, I'm. Were you gonna finish that drop? That was it, it, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, shade. Hey, man, this is just a segment, not a drop. <laughs> I've had to tell a lot of people that. Um, so I. I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this. I feel like for its time, potentially, it was very progressive. But I also feel like looking through today's lens, like it was just like horribly uh, pigeonholing. It was like, let's just make the cannibals gay. 
Mm-hmm. It's like they already eat meat. Let's just let's just take it like uh, half a step further. So that was fairly irksome. Also, every single second of this episode was a horrible, cringy dumpster fire, and that was like you know problematic for my soul. Um, but it redeemed itself at the very end when it turned out they super were cannibals and they totally ate that dumbass kid. So I was really into that, and I feel like, um, you know, I'm I'm a fan as anyone else is. I'm a fan of like a, a comeback story. So this episode started in a total nosedive, and like at the end was like, some people are gonna live. Um, so I'm gonna give it a three and a half creepy crawlers out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Very uh, low sorry, score. out of out of a hundred. Okay. Very, so, very low yeah. score. Well, so if you get those point, not even 1%, no. that's nothing. All right. Okay, so zero. <laughs> Our first zero on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, uh, I mean, if we're condensing the fractions, I'll give it one. Okay. You want to do one out, one out of I'll ten? I'll give it a one pity crawler. Ooh, okay. a pity crawler. Well... That's a very low score. It's, very, uh, it's the lowest score we've ever done, right? Well, that's the thing. We don't watch a lot of, you know, great stuff on this here. This is also one of the rebooted episodes. So that's what I was going to say. To me, this is not an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? This isn't one of the... Something that I would have watched on stick as a kid. This is other actors doing things later on, different writers, even had a different production company, so like Cookie Jar Productions. DJ was, McHale or something like that was one of the guys on yeah, it too. Yeah, so again, I feel like this is just a slapdash fucking thing trying to be spooky it didn't really have any th- fucking spooky parts in it like i didn't think that i couldn't even recognize the finger so i'm like who are these dudes it would have been cool if they like took off their hair pieces and they were like w- trolls or something or if they like had people cut up or if they like actually showed something you know what i mean because it's just all alluded to and if i don't know as far as are you afraid the dark goes i just didn't really feel like it even though it hit a lot of those things that I want, it's definitely Canadian. It's fucking funny. Like the kids are acting like little shits and can't trust like any adults. But I don't know, man. It didn't have the payoff and the fun of watching it as some of the other no. ones did. Uh, that being said, uh, I guess I'll give it a five. Right down the middle, kind of. I'll give wow. it a five, man. It's it's it wasn't that good, but I mean, like again, it, it's not as bad as some of the other things we will probably end up watching. You Is know? it not? Because I feel like very like terrible that you I forced you guys to watch this. Well, the thing is, some of the stuff that we've done. The thing so is, far. there are things to make fun of about this. Black there ticket. are things that are so funny, but there's other stuff we're watching. Tales from the Dark Side. Where we're just like, come on. Oh my god, the the uh, Brad Pitt episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Is really bad. Well, yeah. So anyway, we're not looking at high art. We're basically looking at these silly '90s things. It's all right. So it's five out of ten, right down the middle. That's okay. it. Um, you guys hit on most of the main points that I uh, thought of, and um, I will say that I think the two cannibals. I know they probably were directed in this way, but I think they actually did a pretty good job of. Um, of making the most of their characters. They were over the top. They were... I feel like the actors had fun. They had fun. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It looks like they just knew that this was some fucking bullshit thing they're doing. And they're having fun with this. There was no... 
uh, likable character on the the brother's side of it. The the brother was a pussy. Oldest brother was a pussy. Tommy's not like real Tommy's in real life. Um, the youngest brother was a shithead. Uh, not like younger brothers in real life. Quick to jump to the defense there. Uh, oh right, I'm not supposed to do that. Uh, Tommy's can be shitheads. Uh, but anyway, I thought um, it wasn't great, and it wasn't like John said. It wasn't like like Junk said. It wasn't didn't feel like an Are You Afraid of the Dark. It felt like some weird. It felt like a Goosebumps man. It felt like it worse hurt to than watch a, than a Goosebumps, and uh, I'm gonna give it four out of ten just because I did enjoy. I like I said, I did enjoy the actual the can. They looked like they had fun. Like, they knew this was some job they took, these actors, and they were finishing each other's sentences, maybe even sandwiches, uh, and uh, a little rest of the reference. Oh, yeah. And um, I just, I don't know. I can't give it a, a, a zero or a one or a two. You know what? I'm going to give it a three. A straight right. three out of ten. It wasn't even good enough to get a four. So we got a one, a three, and a four, man. That's uh No, you got a five. You went five. Oh, yeah, five. That's true. Yeah. But even still, man, that's not a good score. No. What was the worst one we did before that? Uh, I think it was... Black Ticket? No. I forget what it we, was. We killed that one, though, too. Maybe it was the Outer Limits one with the worms. I don't know. Mm, whatever. whatever. We'll figure it out. We talk about a lot of garbage. Uh, but now it's the time for us to talk about the drinking game rules. Mmm, frothy. Mm. That's not like a lot of head on that one, yeah. Dude, Just every like time it. they say a food, they say pork chop, they say ground beef, they said they say everything. Yeah, candy. Do this Did you notice a... that all of the puns written on the labels in the freezer were capitalized? Yeah. So it was like head cheese. Yeah. Capitalized all of head, none of cheese. Simpsons rip off joke right there. By the way, I feel like yeah. Human cabbage head when they absolutely think that uh, Flanders killed his wife. So yeah, every time there's a. a like a food thing, take a drink. Yeah, uh, only do this drinking beer because if you do this drinking anything uh, heavy, pineapple or, cider, you should be drinking liquid Percocet when you watch this or, episode. Or pineapple, pineapple cider. cider. Uh, how about every time the bully threatens that he needs the money? Because yeah. it's like no, I feel like every time he says toast, you should have. Well, to that's drink. food. Ooh, yeah, well, you already got the food thing. Um, he. Uh, what about every time they act like really like weird and foppish and like. You know what I mean? That's the whole... You're going to be drinking this entire but episode. But you're going to be funneling the entire 24 yeah. minutes. Uh, I would say uh, when the bike falls apart, take a sip. Oh, um, yeah, because that's... Uh, also, I have a, a problem with when the bike falls apart, when he like gets it all back together, he he sits on the bike, it falls apart, and the seat doesn't fall off, and then... Then he the, picks up the seat. Yeah, he like picks the seat up. I'm like, what... Did this like the seat like eject out of the bike? But also, the bike didn't fall apart in any of the places that they were fixing. No, no, they just broke it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're just gonna be drunk. I think you just make one rule and just drink during the food. Scenes. Every time they say drink food, to they... make the episode tolerable. Ugh, there's not enough booze and and agreed. Yeah, there's not enough booze to do that. How about also, drink uh, safely, please? How about uh, do you want to do a most Canadian moment? Yes, please. Canadian, eh? Um. I was going to say that the kid is like, oh, I can't ride my bike without a helmet. Like, that's so, like, lame and stupid. The kid, like, comes to the shocking realization that he's, he's like, dependent no. on his shithead older brother to give him his helmet. Yeah, and I also think it was just it was just gray the entire episode. Any outdoor scene was just 
like not sunny. There was no sun at all. Um, Almost like you have to wear two pairs of pants. I was going to say, <laughs> when he puts on two pairs of watch the episode he, again. Drink when he puts on two pairs of sorry. pants. Flash to that one scene and, and do that. I, the, don't watch the episode again. Please do not. So that's your most Canadian moment? I mean, it's all of ours. Yeah, cool. I'm down for that. Uh, do you have some Tom's trivia you want to do? Just a little bit. All right, let's um, hit the theme. Tom's trivia. I saw you had a suspicious look at the player I was there. So I took Quaaludes also one time. Uh, I was very suspicious of that. Okay. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, it's um, what's her name, Elisha, Elisha, yeah, Cuthbert. Cuthbert uh, from 24, from The Girl Next Door. She's in a couple of the series, married to a very famous hockey player. And um, it's her name is Megan in the show. That's her first story. Not a good one, Megan. You're but this of... is her first story she ever told in the mythology of the uh, uh, Are You For The Dark Midnight Society? Yeah. Oh, cool. She's the first one. She's, she started out strong. Yeah. She's setting tables. With she's putting down... I mean, with a shitty story. Shitty story, but I mean, she came out there with props. Yeah. She is the fucking carrot head of this. A lot of props. Carrot carrot head? Shitty. Fame carrot to me. Carrot head? Carrot what? top. Carrot top. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I don't remember actual, it was carrot That's top. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, you actually gained a bit of respect back yeah, respect. by uh, not knowing carrot top's name. Tommy was in another episode I watched recently called Tale of the Photo Finish. Uh, a couple other people were in it. Um, they, they do a lot of uh, reoccurring characters. And the other one that I thought that would, was worth talking about was um, Dottie was in the original series. The lady who Dylan strongly disliked mm -hmm. um, as Nurse Hanton or something like that. I can't remember the... I don't remember the name of the episode, but... Oh, man. Wait, which lady? Uh, Dottie was the, in... The polka dot lady? Yeah, yeah she was played a nurse in, my notes. in a mm -hmm. different episode. She was in uh, Tale of the Night Shift. Mary oh, Pop in the that's face. A, that's, a, that's a cool one, and we should do that one. That's actually a pretty good one. It's from the original series. Is uh -huh. what I, I uh, Classic. How can you watch her on screen um, and, and then, not, like, melt inside? Well, I've it's, never seen it. Have you seen that episode? Yes. And is it good? Yes. It's the original series, so it's yes. going to be better than, than any of this that we saw. Um, uh, it, I do, last thought, mm -hmm. last I like how the kid says to the cannibals, I'm, I'm sorry I thought you ate people. <laughs> Which I was like, I don't know if that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Uh, I got sorry. a couple trivia things. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, just like last good. time. Yeah. John's Trivia. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of touched on it. Uh, Do you like big facts and you cannot lie? The kid who played uh, uh, David, or excuse me, the kid who played Tommy, yeah, he was in a different episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark called Tale of the Photo Finish. He was also an episode of Goosebumps. He was in an episode called Say Cheese and Die. Again, I think it was another later season reboot I think I type read of that deal. Book. But the dude who wrote the screenplay for this episode wrote a couple other episodes of Are You Free of the Dark, including ones we just watched recently Old Man Korakin, Tale of the Quick Silver, and one we already talked about, Tale of the Thirteenth Floor. Oh, that so was he a wrote fun Tale one. of the Thirteenth Floor, and then he wrote this piece of shit. Uh, that wow, yeah, that was the first one you listened to, I think. Dylan, unless you were lying to me. Oh, he also did Tale of Laughing in the Dark. He did, like, one of the first episodes ever and one of the last episodes ever. Man, that's gonna be weird. Yeah. Went downhill. Yeah, no shit. 
So I'm unfamiliar with like most of these. Is this you, you you listen to the one we did about the 13th floor. Unless... Oh, right, with the, the aliens, aliens, aliens and the chick. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, aliens so and the chick. The, the adopted girl that learned that she was adopted for like a super cool reason. What's, yeah. Why don't we just do the whole episode again Running right out now? of oxygen. Too much, I don't have atmosphere. Atmosphere. There it was. By the way, this episode is run out of atmosphere. <laughs> it's getting warm. It is getting warm. This this room is actually a little more taller right now. Yeah, it's not too bad. I have disrobed completely. Mm-hmm. Dylan, do you want to say anything or uh, promote anything before... Uh... Yeah, I've got a lot of plugs for uh, my live shows. Cool. Well, Dylan, I will say, I will commend him. He's uh, a very accomplished graphic designer. He's at his work. Uh, plastered all around the United States. Oh my God! Thank you. And um, he were I will not say his company because he said a lot of naughty things on this. So, uh, but you you probably have seen his uh, work in in your newspapers and your subway stations and things like that. Uh, very 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 good friend of I've, mine. I've uh, infiltrated your Twitter feeds. Yep, he has. He's gonna. Mm. And what's our Twitter handle? I hung out with your mom I, a few times. Uh, really? I'm just saying that generally to the public. Oh okay. Probably have. Uh, our Twitter feed is at Short and Spooky. Feel free to tweet us. Uh, what's what's um what's ask the people? It's the beginning of the spooky month. Let's do um a, a hashtag. People can hashtag at us about their costume. Um, hashtag Dork and Poopy. Mm, no. Let's do something like <laughs> yeah, strongly. What um, about it taking like a traditional Halloween costume, but like making it a sexy one that's not sexy. Wait, what do you mean? Like a sexy SpongeBob or like a fucking I don't know, I like love something it. weird. I love it. You know what I mean? Like something like just fucking bizarre. You know what I mean? What well like, like what would be a hashtag for that though? Oh. Hashtag crusty clam. <laughs> no, that that is not you gotta do like ha, okay, how about have this? Oh, that sounds kinda gross. Hashtag lusty clam. Oh. Yeah, no, that's way better. But it's it's more it's like you're making something sexy that's not sexy, but a clam has also been you know, called a woman's private parts or, or their bathing suit area yeah no that's a totally different joke than the one that i was making yeah uh well i'm just trying to i'm trying to think of something that would be i want i want to see like some sexy like ikea furniture it's hashtag like, it's like a sexy mouth sexy what like just like ikea furniture just makes no sense like as words like i just i, I want to see like a sexy like a box of crayons or like with tits on it or something weird like you know what i mean like, hashtag I... be a ikea Okay. Hashtag be IKEA. I mean, no one's going yeah, to listen to this anyway, so. Uh, yeah, if you, if, or if, if you want, well, my original idea is if you have a, a favorite Halloween costume you ever did, do. Um, Sexy priest. Fave costume. Hashtag fave costume. Hashtag drunk Jesus. That, yeah, you know what? Do it. Okay. Actually, do drunk Jesus. Be 20 year old uh, myself. Uh, hashtag drunk Jesus as. I want to uh, see hashtag dunk Jesus. Is he playing b-ball? He might be. We got to answer. He also this. he also might just be serving up some bitches. <laughs> All right. All right. As yeah. always, uh, if you have any questions, comments or things, email us at shortandspooky@gmail.com. Rate, review, like us on iTunes and all iTunes, that other Spotify, shit if you feel like it. And then at Short and Spooky on we Twitter. Had, we said we were going to do uh uh Ray Bradbury's Theater. Are we going to do We're doing a Ray Bradbury's Theater. Uh what episode do you want to do? We're doing it. Sound of Thunder. We talked about it last Sound time. Sound of Thunder. We're, we're doing, doing it. Next time. And you will not listen to it, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, thank you, everybody who actually does listen. Shout out to all those people who do. And yo, yo. Uh, thank you again, Dylan, for coming on. Oh, as always, for I'm taking super your, sorry. Uh, please come on to the episode again, uh, the episode of the podcast again. Thanks, please. Dylan. 
Um, just big, big now, that I'm, now that I have Saturdays free, I'm going to have you on. We, we have to have an all-star episode. I can't wait to talk more about your personal life. Goodbye, everybody.